I'm glad to be in God's house tonight, don't you? And I want to preach a few minutes tonight from the book of Psalms, chapter 5. I always uh, come with a message ready. doesn't mean I'm always going to preach. I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But I was praying this afternoon, and this message has been in my Bible for several weeks. I've preached through uh, some Psalms just as... Uh, service to service on Wednesday nights, depending on what was going on and as I would feel led. But I've had this message for, I don't know, probably five or six weeks or so. And uh, I was thinking about the message on uh, Sunday morning, preaching on prayer. And then Brother Grant preached on prayer Sunday night. And uh, really, didn't I come to church to preach Sunday night, and the Holy Spirit over in the prayer room just said, I want him to preach. And I didn't know what he was going to preach on. And then the message tonight is about prayer as well. And I think none of that's by accident. I believe God at times will just put things together because that's really what he's emphasizing to us as a church and trying to work in people's lives. And so if you're able to stand with us for a few moments tonight, we'll read this passage of Scripture and pray, and then you can be seated. Psalms chapter 5 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. Hearken to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. Look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing, and the Lord shall abhor the bloody and deceitful men. But as for me, I will come in thy house, in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight before my face, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward parts is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsel. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them, lest lest them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous, with favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. Our precious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you once again tonight for this service. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you for the presence of God in this place and the good testimonies of your people. And I pray now you'll bless the reading of thy word. May you be glorified and may you be honored through the preaching of the word of God. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to say that Psalms chapter number 5 is probably uh, one of the most interesting Psalms, I think, in all the book of Psalms because it's in this Psalm here that uh, it allows us the privilege to look into the prayer life of David. And we know that David was a very godly man. Psalms chapter 5 is in the Hebrew hymnal. It's one of these Psalms that is connected with Psalms chapter 3 and 4 and it's quite possible that these Psalms were written in this very order that David, on the run from Absalom, he wrote Psalms. Psalms chapter number uh, 3 is in the morning time and Psalms chapter number 4 in the evening time and then Psalms chapter number 5 it's very possible that it was written the next morning and in all of these Psalms here you can see those time frames are emphasized as in Psalms 3 David emphasizes the morning and then in Psalms 4 he emphasizes laying his head down at night and sleeping and here in Psalms chapter number 5 he emphasizes in verse number 3 my voice shalt thou Here in the morning, O Lord, in the morning, I will direct.
direct my prayer unto thee. So David was a great man of prayer. And it's in this psalm here that David is not just praying, but he's praying with passion. He's praying with power. And I'll tell you, when you pray, you need to pray with power. Amen? I think a lot of times we just say prayers as formality, but there's a difference in praying and praying in the Spirit of God. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number uh, 19, the Bible says, And be not drunk with wine, where is excess? But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart as to the Lord. I think we ought to be Spirit-filled people because Spirit-filled people don't just pray. They pray with a passion and they pray with power. Amen? And so David is doing that in this psalm. He's praying with power. He's praying with a passion. But here's what I want to preach on tonight. David is praying with a purpose. Amen? And what I see in this psalm is that David has a real purpose in mind when he is praying. I want to preach on that subject tonight on praying with a purpose. Amen? Praying with a purpose. You see, a lot of times, as I've said before, we just go through the mechanics of prayer. We just say a little lay me down to sleep prayer. Just kindly generalizing things. But that's not the way David is praying in Psalms chapter 5. He's praying with a purpose in mind. I think when we pray, listen, we ought to have a bullseye that our prayer is directed toward every time and we should pray with that purpose and that power and that passion in mind. Uh, Listen, praying tonight... Uh, without a purpose. It's like uh, going hunting with a gun that doesn't have any shells in it. Amen? I mean, you can find the, uh, you can find what you're looking for, and you can have the gun, but if you don't have any power in that gun, if you don't have any powder in there, then you're not going to bring home any meat. Amen? And a lot of times when it comes to praying, that's exactly what we do. But here David in Psalms chapter 5, he wants God to do three things for him. Number one, he wants God to listen to him. He said, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. David starts out praying, God, I want you to listen to what I have to say. I want you to hear my prayer. I tell you, when I pray tonight and when you pray, I want God to hear me. Amen? I want God to listen to me. David said in Psalm 65 in verse number 2, he said, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. And we know that God is a God that hears and he answers prayer. We heard that on Sunday night in Jeremiah 33 and verse number 3. But David wants God to listen to him. And then in verse number 8, notice that David, he wants God to lead him. As he says, lead me O Lord in thy righteousness because of mine enemies, make thy way straight before my face. David is not only praying, God would you listen to me, but he's praying for direction in his life and he says, God will you lead me. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, I want God to lead me. I like that old song. We sing it sometimes. He leadeth me. And I love that hymn. I'm glad that the great shepherd will lead you. You see, when God saved you, he didn't just leave you out here to make it to heaven the best way you can or even to make it through life the best way you can. I'm glad he gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Word of God. And he gave us the brethren, the church, to help lead us and guide us through this walk of life. And so David is praying, Lord, listen to me. He's praying, Lord, lead me. But then he says, Lord, I want you to lift me up. Amen. As he prays in verse number 11 or verse number 10, he says, God, I want you to destroy all my enemies 
And he said, I want you uh, to help me uh, and, those, and help those that have put their faith in you. So David is saying, God, I don't want you just to listen and lead me, but I want you to help me rise above my enemies, help lift me up above those that have turned against me and that have turned against you. And you know, tonight, that's how we should pray. We have an enemy, and our enemy is the devil, and our enemy is the world, and our enemy is this flesh tonight. And whenever we pray, we ought to pray... Uh, uh, for the will of God, but we ought to pray against the enemies of God. Amen. You ought to pray that God will give you victory to conquer your flesh. Pray that God will give you victory over the devil. Pray that God will help, uh, give you the victory to say no to this world and this worldly system. I think sometimes we live in defeat because we don't pray for victory. Amen. And David said, Lord, listen to me. And God, lead me. And then, Lord, lift me up above my, above my enemies. How uh, could David accomplish all this in one prayer tonight? I'm going to tell you how. Because David prayed with a purpose. I want to ask you this question tonight. When you get on your knees to pray... Before you go to bed, do you have a real purpose in mind? Don't just pray out of obligation. Don't just pray to say you prayed, but pray with a purpose. And I see in Psalms chapter 5 here that David, in this praying with a purpose, there's seven things here, and I'm not going to preach all seven of these things, but I'll give you whatever the Lord let me give you tonight concerning this thought of praying with a purpose. I want to say tonight, to pray with a purpose, I see here that there is a plea, that if you and I are going to pray with a purpose, we're going to have to learn what it is to plead with God. Notice he said, give ear to my words, O Lord. He said, consider my meditation. He said, hearken to the voice, notice this, of my cry. I circled that, that word words and meditation and cry because there are three words and all three of these words here are, are words of prayer. When you think about praying, praying involves our vocabulary. It involves our words, amen? And it also involves our meditation. I think sometimes we can pray without ever saying anything with our lips or with our tongue, but I prayed a lot of times in my mind. I've just talked to God in my mind and sometimes I find myself in places where a quick prayer. It's not even going to come to the lips, but it comes to the mind. And then there's that crying. Amen. That's that agonizing with God. And David is doing this. And he said, my voice uh, shalt thou hear in the morning. And so David says here in this praying with a purpose here, David is praying with a purpose because uh, there's pleading involved. I want to ask you a question tonight. When's the last time you pleaded with God over something? Not just prayed about it, but you pleaded about it. You pleaded over one of your children. You pleaded over, you say, What's a, what does it mean to, to plead? It means to beg. It means to get earnest. It means to be fervent. It means to pour out yourself, to pour out your soul. When's the last time that you pleaded for someone's salvation? You pleaded with God uh, for more power in your life. You pleaded with God for victory over some sin, a uh, besetting sin in your life. I'm saying tonight that praying with a purpose involves uh, a plea. Then secondly, I see here it involves a prayer. Notice that he said in verse number three, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning I'll direct my prayer unto thee. You know, the hardest time to pray is in the morning time. But do you also know the best time to pray is in the morning time? And it only stands to reason that the hardest time to pray should always be noted as the best time to pray. 
If you pray in the morning, can I tell you what who you're going to have to face? You're going to have to face this flesh. Amen. If you pray in the morning, you're going to have to face the devil, the enemy. I'm telling you, listen, morning praying may be the hardest kind of praying, but morning praying is the best praying. Morning praying is the sweetest time to pray. If you've ever prayed in the morning and you you can pray in the noontime and you can pray in the evening, but there's a freshness about the morning. The Bible says it's like the dew that falls. I'm telling you, your mind is not cluttered with the, with the day and the problems and the and the cares of the world that you will face throughout the day. But when you go to God in that morning hour, though your body may be tired, I want to tell you, friend, if you'll pray in the morning, there's a freshness in that time. There's a price that must be paid. But God will honor the price of praying in the morning time. Amen. When that clock goes off, my flesh doesn't want to get up. But I found this out about praying. When the clock goes off, get up right then. Don't lay there, don't lay there one second. I mean, when the clock goes off, just roll right out of the bed. Man, that makes me so mad to do that some days. Y'all like that? But I found out if I, if I listen to my flesh for two seconds, you know what happens? Five minutes will turn into 20 minutes. But if when that clock rolls off if you'll, or, or goes off, if you'll just roll out of the bed and go in there and just get some water on your face, and this may be practical preaching, but I'm telling you it works tonight. If you'll just go get some water on your face and get you a cup of coffee or, or whatever you got to get, amen, to get something in your system to get going and then go get on your knees. And hey, listen, if you say, well, I'll go to sleep on my knees and just go stand somewhere, amen, uh, just, just stand there and pray. That's what Daniel did. Uh, hey, they go outside and open the doors and raise their hands and look toward to heavens, amen? Listen, but I'm saying morning praying, there's a price that has to be paid, but God honors it, amen? And that's praying with a purpose. When you roll out of bed and say, before I do anything, before I talk to anybody, I'm gonna talk to God. God honors that price, amen? And so he's praying with a purpose and we see here that there's a plea and we see that there's a price, but thank God, there's also a promise, amen? Look at verse number four and verse number five. The Bible said, for thou art not a God that hath pleasure Pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing, and the Lord shall abhor the bloody and deceitful man. Now you got to think about where David's at when he's writing these verses. David is running for his life. Absalom has more men than he has. Absalom is on his trail, and it looks like David is going to lose, and Absalom is going to win. But David's praying with a purpose. And David is praying, and in that purpose, there's a promise. David, in his prayer closet, in Psalm chapter 5, he reaches back and he just reminds himself in verse number 5. He reminds God, not that God needs reminding, but it's a good reminder to David in prayer. As he said, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. He said in verse 6, thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. David is talking to God, but David is reminding himself and talking to God that, hey, wait a minute, the enemy may be hot on my trail. It may look like I'm outnumbered and I may be the low man on the totem pole right now. But David says, wait a minute. How can I lose the battle when I've got God on my side? God will take care of me. The foolish is not going to stand. God's going to destroy them. He didn't know how it was going to happen nor when it was going to happen. But in prayer, David encouraged himself in the promise of the Lord. Amen. And so they're praying with a purpose. There's a price and there's a promise. And, And I see here that there's a plea. But notice in verse number seven, there's peace, amen. David said in verse number seven, but as for me, 
I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. David's probably sitting in a cave writing this psalm here. Or maybe he's somewhere just over a brook. But I'll tell you what David's doing. David in his heart, he's worshiping God in the morning hours while the enemy is pursuing after him. Brother Danny, that's the kind of faith I want to have. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of, uh, listen, that's the kind of spirituality I want to have. That when the enemy's hot on my trail, I don't want to wobble and waver and worry. I tell you what I want to do. I want to do what David said. I want to look up. And I want to lift mine eyes in the hills from whence cometh my help, knowing that my help cometh from the Lord. I want to be able to worship even when the enemy is after me tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, if the only time we worship God is when the devil gave us a break, wouldn't none of us ever worship God? But sometimes you just got to stand up in a service. Sometimes you just got to give a word of testimony. Sometimes you just got to throw your hand up right in the devil's face and just go ahead and worship God and know that God will take care of you. Amen. I'm glad that he's promised that. And there'll be peace like a river that'll run deep in your soul when you worship God, even in the midst of adversity. Amen. You see, we can't just worship God when we feel like it. We can't just worship God when everything's going good. We gotta rise above our enemies and rise above our troubles and our sorrows and show this world that the God of the good times, he's still God in the bad times. Amen. And he's still on the throne tonight. And I see that when you pray with a purpose, there is peace. When you pray with a purpose, notice this in verse number eight, there is a path, amen. As David said, lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. Because of my enemies, make thy way straight before my face. David is praying for leadership. And the leadership that he's praying for, he wants clean leadership. He said, lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. You know, God always, always leads you in the right way, doesn't he? And he never leads you in a way that goes contrary to the word of God. I have seen people that have tried to say that God led them into something and they can spiritualize it with their vocabulary. Sometimes they can even take a verse of scripture out of context and say, well, the Bible does say this, but you know, all the while they're just justifying their sin or the way that they're living and you can twist the Bible and make it say whatever you want it to say. But friend, when you take that verse of scripture and you put it in context and you link it to what's before and what's after, it's only going to say one thing, amen? Because there may be a lot of application but there's only one primary interpretation of the text and the Bible always says what it means and it means what it says, amen? And brother, when you pray and you say, God, will you give me leadership? Will you give me direction? I'm telling you, friend, God will take this book and he'll open up to you exactly what you need when you need it and it will be right, not 99% of the time, but 150% of the time, it'll be on target, amen? You know, I was praying the other morning down in Osceola, Georgia. And I was praying the other morning. I wasn't even praying about this. But right in the middle of my prayer, the Holy Spirit, just like that, he turned a light on to me for something I've been praying about this church for two years. Just like that. And I'm so excited. I want to go ahead and tell it right now, but I'm going to wait till we have deacons meeting and then we'll have church conference and, and we'll do all that. But I'm telling you, just like that, God said, here's what you, here's what you need to do. Oh, I love it when God does that. I, mean, I wasn't even praying about it, Brother David, but God just said, here's what I want you to do. 
Now I'm telling you, listen, sometimes we'll pray about something and it seems like we don't see anything happen. Sometimes I'll pray to God and there's no leadership. I'm talking about for two years, I couldn't find any leadership. And then I'm telling you that morning when God just dropped that in my heart, uh, Brother Terry, I could have had a fit in a motel room. I mean, I could have just shouted the praises of God right there. All I could say was, thank you, God. Thank you for showing me. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for leadership. I'm telling you, I don't possess it in myself, but I'm glad I'm linked up to somebody that's got the answer to everything that we will ever face. He knows the way that we take. He will give us clear leadership and direction for our life. Amen. If we'll seek him and we'll pray. And I find that there's a path. You see, there's a path for every one of us tonight. God has a path, a plan for all of our lives. And it's not just in one thing, it's in everything. He knows His will for our life. But so many times we fail to find His will for one reason. We don't seek it. We don't ask Him. And so we go through life blindly thinking this is right. But David, even in the midst of adversity, there's a path. Notice this, there's not only a path, but there's punishment. Notice what David said in verse number 10. He said, destroy thou men, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. Now this is not a popular point, but it's, it's as much Bible in verse 10 as anything else. There has been times when I've prayed, God, either let them get right or let them get out of the way so we can do the will of God. Now, I'm telling you, the compassion is when you say, God, let them get right. That's always what I want to see God do. I want to see people get right with God. But I'm telling you, friend, there has been times when people have tried to hinder the work of God. And I've, the only thing I know to do in my knee, uh, is to go to my knees and say, God, I, can't, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to see them get hurt. But the work of God is the most important thing. And Lord, I want to see them get right. I've prayed that many times. There's people I'm praying that for right now. Lord, please let them get right. But God, if they're not going to get right, get them out of the way so we can go forward for the glory of God. You know what I can say tonight? I've seen God do that. Brother, that brings fear to me tonight. It doesn't make me stand here tonight and boast, but it's a reminder to this preacher that I'm just like anybody else in this building. And if I don't stay right, God can remove me out of the way. That's how David prayed in verse number 10. And then I close with this thought tonight. Not only praying with a purpose, there's punishment. But I see also there's protection in verse 11. He said, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, wilt thou compass him as with a shield. You know what David says in these, two, in these two verses here? Number one, in this protection, David tells us that God will be our defense. And I think we can't forget that in 2016, that we don't need to fight our own battles. We need to turn them over to God. He'll be our defense tonight. And number two, David reminds us that he'll be our shield. You know what a shield does? It defends you from the darts and the arrow of the enemy. And I found out that if you'll just pray and if you'll just keep your focus on the will of God for your life and do what God has called you to do, you don't have to worry. God will take care of you. 
God will protect you. Joseph went through great trials and he went through great troubles. But God took care of Joseph, didn't he? I love that one phrase in his life. No matter what adversity he faced, the Bible constantly reminded us and him that the Lord was with Joseph. Hey, I'll tell you something tonight. I want God to be with me, don't you? Do you know how to get God? I know he lives in us, but you know how to get God with you? I'm going to tell you how tonight. Don't just pray. Have a purpose. And I know I said it Sunday, but I tell you, it's just been on my heart lately to emphasize this. Get you a list. Write things down. Pray with a purpose. Pray for people. You ought to have everybody's name in this building on a piece of paper and pray for them. Pray for each person. Pray for each each young person. Pray for, pray for every Sunday school teacher. Not just here and there, but every week. Pray for all the deacons. Pray for the pastor, his wife, his family. Pray, pray, for, pray for sinners to be saved. All your loved ones, write their name down and pray for them. Call their name out in prayer. Don't just say, Lord, save my cousins and save my uncles and my aunts, but Lord, call their name out in prayer. You say, preacher, that takes time. That's right. That's praying with a purpose, friend. As we stand tonight, our heads are about eyes are closed. If you need to come, use the altar. What page are we going to sing, Brother David? 307, while we sing. Would you come if you need to, God? I want to pray with a purpose. Make that commitment tonight while we sing.